dude, why did you drag me into a cemetery at night? Well, we still got to resurrect Kanye's career. You know, I don't really think it's the right time, especially with what's been in the news lately. But I think the pod listeners would be disappointed if we didn't give it our honest shot. And I thought that I was the crazy one. What? You really see no problem with this plan? Well, Connor, if waltzing into a graveyard at night with a Ouija board and chanting to revive the career of a disgraced musician is wrong, then I don't want to be right. Ugh, whatever. Can we just get this over with? I want to go play COD. Okay, okay. Let me put on my reading glasses real quick. We call upon the spirits of the night. Inside our hearts, there is no fright. Set aside all the strife. Or kill me with a knife. Stevius Placimus. DJ Redbeard. DJ Moritz. We're hopping on the mic. Because we're dumb and bored. I got the info. I got the tape. Join us for an hour, cause you're better off late. Listen while you're doing your dishes. Take a small walk. Welcome everybody for some home good small talk. Ah, uh, Morgan, my co-host here is... Not Morgan. Wow, I think you, you kind of got it right for once. You are technically not Morgan. What is your name? Well, I know it's not Francis. It's Connor. We were so close. So close. And what are we listening to? I mean, you're just listening to a podcast. Yeah, I mean, you're again not wrong. At this point, what's it matter, right? If you're if you're like finding us on the the corner of the internet, you don't even really care. You're just a podcast fiend. You're really scraping the bottom of the barrel here. But for those of you who are curious, you're listening to Home Cook Small Talk. How are you doing today, Connor? Well, right now, I'm I'm waiting. You're waiting. And I'm waiting for the results of Mr. Henley's labor. Mr. Henley's labor, what's he What's he been assigned? Well, Henley has but pretty much one job in this world. What is that 90%, job? Well, he's got a few jobs, but the big one is just sitting there and looking cute, right? Oh, of course. He succeeds every day. Yeah. The second one is just giving love and affection. Okay. But the third one, the most important one of all, is he's a mouser. A mouser? And... Not long before I went to record this, uh, well, I thought I heard a mouse. So I went to go get Henley, and he seemed to confirm my hypothesis that there was a mouse hiding in the house. So he's just been sitting there intently staring at it, or at least in the general vicinity where the noise came from. And so you might hear some chaos and destruction going off in the background at some point in the near future. Wait, so are you telling me there's a mouse in the house? There potentially is a mouse in the house. Wow. That's beautiful. Well, I'm rooting for Henley. He's a good person. A good cat person. And uh, yeah, I always wish success for him. But I do want to ask you, Connor, has Henley seemed down this week at all? He has been a bit solemn at some points. Do you think he might might be mourning anyone? I mean, it's possible. I know a lot of geeks and nerds are definitely in mourning right now yeah a lot of a lot of people died since the last time we recorded man 
We got uh, Kevin Conroy, Mr. Batman himself, Mr. Comedy Gallagher, and one third of the Migos take off. Really wide range, you know? Wide range of talent. It's tragic, man. Anything you got to say to that? R.I.P. Kings. R.I.P. Kings. As life leaves this world, life comes into this world. Because Nick Cannon won't stop breeding. He won't. He's really he's really trying to keep that balance right. Uh, but yeah, no, Nick Cannon, since the last time we recorded, has announced he's having two more children. What's that bringing the total up to? Is it 11? It's 12 or 13. Oh my goodness. Woof. He went from two kids two years ago to, I think, 10 with two or three on the way. Dang, man. My man's is trying to repopulate the world in his image. <laughs> he uh, he's making sure that the U.S. sorry not the U.S. but the world population hits eight billion. Yeah, he, he's uh he's getting us there in a breakneck pace. You'd uh, yep. brought up a statistic to me privately, Connor. Um, well, which one is he trying to fight? Well, uh, I think that he saw. The statistic that I think it's what's it one in ten Asian men are related to Genghis Khan. Yeah, yeah. So I think he took that as a personal challenge. <laughs> so now every morning when he wakes up, you know he, he gets himself ready. He gets his uh, Taco Bell um, breakfast. Oh, uh, He gets his Taco Bell breakfast, and you know he starts his day with just saying to himself, "I must breed," and. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think we're going to see a future where a statistically significant amount of mankind is related to Nick Cannon. Oh, yeah. Uh, like four, four or four-fifths of mankind. Four-fifths of mankind. And you heard it here, folks. Yeah, not one-fifth. It'll be one-fifth is not related to Nick Cannon. Um, and those are the ones that are hunted. Yes. <laughs> It's a, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty brutal, but uh, funny enough that you brought up the Taco Bell breakfast. I wasn't gonna bring this up this week, but I did see some type of report or slash this dumb internet debate that I think was confirmed to be real. Did you know <laughs> that apparently hot sauce uh, loves to kill sperm? Is are you saying that hot sauce is a spermicide? Or are you saying that there is someone out there named Hot no. Sauce who specifically goes out trying to murder sperm? No, a spermicide and not consuming it. Like having them come in contact with each other kills sperm. Uh. So what you're saying <laughs> is that not only can spermicide or Hot Sauce act as a spermicide, but it can also make things nice and hot in the bedroom oh goodness uh moving on Connor. <laughs> since we got through that train wreck of a joke let's um i was a pretty good joke actually but let's talk about the train wreck of an acquisition that just came through elon musk connor owns twitter now what it cost him 44 billion lordy and he took it out on uh, against tesla stock very smart 36 man. billion more than it was worth yep and uh man he's really trying to make it worth way less than that coming up uh it's been a nightmare uh from everything to developer code because i don't understand that stuff but i saw a bunch of tiktoks explaining how 
that's a whole mess uh, to the whole new verification system, which I might be talking about later. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But um, for those who don't know about that, um, once Elon Musk officially took over, he announced that Twitter Blue, which is a uh, subscription service on Twitter, was going to evolve and actually come with more perks and benefits, including if you spend $8 a month, you get a verified blue checkmark. Uh, this has come to <laughs> fruition with a lot of faulty accounts, uh, uh, trolling galore, and just pure chaos. Wow, this might be the most entertaining time I think Twitter's ever been in. If you go on Twitter to actually look for news or have meaningful conversations, it's like one of the worst websites on the planet now. Um, Connor, do you, should we should we spend the $8 a month and uh, get verified for Home Cook Small Talk? See, I don't think we're active enough on Twitter to justify it. I think the only way we can do that is if we made a promise that we would be on Twitter practically 24-7 for the entirety of that month. You know, I would seriously consider it. We should talk to our investors. Make this happen. World, if if you see this get announced, if you see this uh, current episode being promoted with a blue check mark, you, you know our decision. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, talking about more wild stuff, Connor, the midterm elections, the 2022 elections in the United States happened this past week. Woo. Good for everyone who voted. Did you vote? No. I I didn't either, but it's because we, we moved this summer post-baby and forgot to register our new address. Um, so we're technically in the same county, but it would have been committing voter fraud if we actually turned in our ballots. So, yeah. Yeah, I just thought every single one of my options was for an a-hole. Was there no so, Was there no option on the New York ballot to, uh, for no, none of the candidates? Because there were on some states. Technically, I probably could have written abstain in the write-in, but mm. that would just be a waste of my time. Yeah, that's fair. Well, the the midterm results are still trickling in, and they're changing by the moment, so we don't really need to talk about those this week. But let's just say a lot of the predictions of certain color waves are not really real at all. Yeah. Bye-bye, Laura. Bye-bye. But, Connor... Which? Uh, a lot of states had very specific things on their ballots this year. Some of them were about uh, marijuana legalization. I think four or five states had a recreational use on their ballots. Uh, there were all t- sorts of small provisions, uh, like state laws and everything. Tennessee had a really interesting one. And so I know you would put this on the talking point, but I actually got to see what it was and um, understand the, the context behind it. But in theory... There is a question brought up about indoc- um, indentured servitude and whether or not it should still be a thing in Tennessee. Now, what it ended up actually being... So first off, just imagine like walking in and like going to vote and then being like, do you support indentured servitude? To be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold <laughs> on. But it's really confusing. Um, basically, I don't know which way it's phrased and which way it's not. 
But basically, they just want to back up that <laughs> Tennessee uh, was saying that no one should be uh, put into indentured, ser- uh, <laughs> indentured servitude except for uh, prisoners. Um, and that's I think that's currently the law, but they were trying to change the phrasing of the law. And that's what people are voting on. But it was super unclear. And basically, both sides basically sounded like, but you like indentured servitude for some people, am I right? And I was like, well, this is this is weird. But anyway, it doesn't surprise me living in Tennessee that there's anything but um, basically slavery elections going on. Whew. You want to talk about something cute instead? You mean things can be cuter than that? <laughs> they can be a lot cuter than indentured servitude. Like way cuter. I'm talking Studio Ghibli level cute. Studio Ghibli. Yeah. And not just them. With Lucasfilm. What? Yeah. Okay, so you're telling me that Miyazaki's making Indiana Jones thing? No, no, no. What if I told you that he was making a Star Wars thing? What? What if I told you that Star Wars thing starred Grogu, little baby Yoda? Oh, that sounds cute. And then what if I told you it was four minutes long and it came out today? It's actually three. Well, it's four, including the credits. I I might have actually watched it. <laughs> I did too. It, it was a thing. It's called Grogu and the Dust Bunnies. It was really cute. Not a lot of substance, but it was cute. Oh, so Miyazaki wasn't involved at all. Well, you know, that's sad, but... I, even if he was, would you have been able to tell in that? Not necessarily, but I'm going off of the credits. Sure. His name didn't pop up, which now, is really confusing because they tweeted a picture of a Grogu statue. And in the background, you could clearly see Miyazaki just sitting in the background ominously. <laughs> he was clearly very disappointed in the decision to collaborate with Disney. Um, now... This really, beyond the actual product here, it leaves questions for me. Uh, One, is this the reason why Disney Plus is getting more expensive? They couldn't afford it. They couldn't afford Studio Ghibli Club. I think it's a big deal on paper that this thing ever even happened, personally. And what I want to know is, is this going to lead to future collabs? Was this an well, extension of the olive branch? Disney and Studio Ghibli actually do have a long history of collaborating because Disney was actually the studio that brought most of their films to the West. Well, that's, well, that's like publishing though, right? Distributing. Well, distributing. Okay, I'm thinking game-wise. Um, Which is funny because Warner Brothers actually has currently has the streaming rights for all their movies. That's even weirder then. So, okay, so we're talking on that end, but we're not talking on creative aspect yet. Are they going to be working on properties together going forward? It'd be pretty interesting, but I know Studio Ghibli is currently um, about halfway done with their um, presumably final movie. Or at least it's going to be Miyazaki's final movie. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see it being his before theirs. Are they going to start making sequels to all their movies? I kind of doubt it. Um, 
<coughs> excuse me, I don't really know to what extent um, there really is potential for sequels in most of their movies. I mean, there are a few open-ended ones. I would love to see a sequel to Kiki's Delivery Service. I think it'd be interesting, but the um, I think the movie, for the most part, uh, took care of her journey because i mean the whole thing was just her finding her own self-confidence well yeah but like and her skills as a witch well you gotta think of this in the eyes of disney now so let's say tomorrow but even before we uh you know release this podcast it gets announced that disney buys out studio ghibli it's not gonna happen but let's just say they did then you you gotta start thinking of this in the perspective of what disney would do with all their properties and force them to do with them like we didn't need to see finding dory right I felt like that this the plot and story in Finding Nemo is pretty cut clean and done. They still made a sequel to it. That's that's all I'm saying. I just just keep keep your eyes peeled here. I'm curious. I'm curious what what this means for the rest of the world. Um you had some hot takes on this next next thing. The uh the trailer for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. Yeah, it exists yeah that's is that a hot take i think everyone agrees that it exists that's true um they definitely nerfed the wasp's haircut yes they did uh they also recast um uh ant-man's daughter again yeah (laughs) is that just gonna be a running joke going forward every movie she's played by a different actress yeah it's gonna be like the doctor who of marvel Every single run will be a different <laughs> different daughter. It's going to be like a late episode uh, or a late season episode of Roseanne where they <laughs> couldn't decide which actress should play the one daughter. So every other episode it changed. <laughs> beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah, this trailer didn't really do it for me. I am very excited for Kang though. Kang the Conqueror. Oh my gosh. Did you see him on the men's health cover this issue? Yeah. It, what? Gosh darn man! Gosh darn! Yeah, he, he's, <laughs> what's your gym routine? <laughs> he's about to be in so many Marvel movies, and he's already been in Loki. He looked very menacing in this. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for that aspect of this. So, we'll see. Ant Man Loki uh, has a chance to be one of the top trilogies in the MCU if this goes well, like better than the trailer. You know, I don't know if that's necessarily hard to do, but I think the window is open for it. Especially considering uh, this is going to be the lead-in to um, uh, to Phase 5 and to all the new Avengers movies coming out. I don't know. Uh, let, me, let me see what they do with Luis first. Yes. Uh, I don't think he's in it. If he's not in it, I'm going to be very upset. Yeah, I thought I saw something saying he wasn't going to be in it. I could be wrong. Um, but I want to talk about something that we know is good from Marvel. Like 100% confirmed might be in my top games of the year when it's all said and done marvel snap connor you've played this oh snap oh snap that was lit um marvel snap is a mobile game a mobile trading card game in fact and we like it we like it we love it i love it i don't know about you i love it it's pretty good um i do have some slight complaints well sure sure that's fair 
I'll talk about the pluses first, and then if you have any quick negatives, you know, go for it. I think the big, the big great things about this game are it's a free-to-play uh, mobile card game that is non-predatory. Um, it is short and sweet. There are six to seven rounds, or I guess technically between four and seven rounds, because you can get uh, levels that shrink that. Um, so it really only takes about five minutes to play of a match. And there's enough randomized elements in this. So it could be like one of the most casual card games out there. So you don't really get a bunch of power sucking going on forever. Everyone has a chance to win or lose eventually. Obviously, there's still skill sets and levels, you know. You're going to dominate most of the time if you're good. But there's that one chance you might get um, boofed by some randomization. And I think that's fun. I like that element in it. All right, Connor, what what are your opinions? Well, one complaint I have is, have you unlocked the uh, Battle Pass yet? Yeah, I, I went through last seasons, and I'm on the new one now, the Black Panther one. Well, my criticism for that is, from what I can tell, mm-hmm. there's a bunch of cards that you can only have if you buy the Battle Pass. Oh, no, they're variants. They're literally just different cosmetic designs for the cards you already have. Because the default Black Panther, it looks like it's locked behind the paywall. I kind of wish that there was a private match system. Yeah, I think they're going to develop one. But yeah, at the moment, I think it's annoying that there isn't one. It'd also be nice if there was a specific... Because right now, it's there's just one giant purple play button. Yeah. And there's no alternative matches you can have because... I mean, it'd be cool if there was different options because sometimes they'll do like this weekend only this one terrain is in like every other match. Yeah. And I mean, that's fun and all. But what if I don't want to play with a weird terrain that's guaranteed to be in every game? What if I just want to play the game normal? Yeah. Well, what is normal? What's that even mean? Well, what if I just want to play the game with the normal statistic when it comes to how frequently these trains pop up? Well, I guess the argument could be it's a live service game, so there is technically no normal for it. Because there's always some type of variant going on. There's never It's never a base nothing. Look, so maybe I don't want to play Shipment 24-7. Maybe <laughs> I want to play Normal Dom. Well, that's your problem, Connor. <laughs> Shipment 24-7. Oh, shoot the ship. Pardon me. Um, even well, better. Well, shoot the ship. There's shoot house 24-7. There's shipment. But <laughs> I digress. <laughs> well, since we're already on to it, let's talk about Modern Warfare 2. You said you had some hot takes in your notes. Well, I mean, Modern Warfare 2 has come out since the last time we recorded. It has, and we both own it. We both own it. We've both played through the campaign. Yes, sir. Yeah. Oh, is this where I, you want me to talk about what I think about it? Sure. What do you think about the game? Uh, you, you've had your hands on it. I think I surpassed you in level today. But Ooh. Well, I mean, I also have a son and haven't been playing a lot. But... Oh, all I hear are excuses. <laughs> you know what, Connor? Um, who? Wh- what's you, the only if reason? If you don't have a bucket full of poop underneath <laughs> you while you are playing, you are not a real person fan okay <laughs> and might i might i uh, bring up to the audience uh what's the reason you even have the game right now and didn't wait till like the holidays because I, I peer pressured you 
I don't know if you peer pressured me so much as I spontaneously came to the decision that I'm going to buy this game. Sure, you can think it was a spontaneous choice. I was planting I seeds think... for weeks, Connor. Didn't I pre-order the game before you did? I don't think so. I don't know. Let me pull up this group chat. <laughs> it might have been the same day. Anyway, we pre-order regardless for the beta. Anyway, we digress. We're talking about our opinions on the game. Okay, real quick. Campaign was met. There is some cool highs, some really cringy lows. This game doesn't know what to do with any type of commentary anymore, I feel like. They just kind of wanted to show things and not say anything about them. But, like, they took that to a comedic level. So, um, for context, the one scene I wanted to talk about for this is you're in a border crossing town in the U.S. And um, you're running around and civilians start coming out of the houses. And you're prompted to um, uh, de-escalate the civilians. And it prompts you by telling you to press the left trigger. And when you do that, it just aims the gun, your gun at their face. And it, man, the joke I've seen online, and I don't want to take credit for it, uh, is that the next Call of Duty, like the next full individual release of Call of Duty, not an expansion, it's going to be 2024. And the joke with this is <laughs> that in that edition, it's going to be like, press the left bumper to hide your body cam. <laughs> it's just like, man, they're like, I don't know. It's ridiculous, but no, there are some fun moments. I, I'm, a, I'm honestly, I'm very excited to see where it goes from here, because they introduce characters from the original trilogy that um, make this game a whole lot more interesting down the road. Uh, and there are a few set pieces I really liked, but yeah. If we're just talking about campaign, what what did you think? Well, I I was kind of annoyed just because. At the end of Modern Warfare 2019, they set up the next villain, which then they used that villain in Warzone and resolved that whole storyline inside of Warzone. Yeah. And then from what the best I can tell, Modern Warfare 2 is a sequel to the storyline in Warzone. Which yeah. is kind of annoying being someone who doesn't like Warzone. Yeah. I mean, to be fair... I like went into it without any of the context and it's literally like, oh, they wanted to get revenge because you took out that other guy. So here's a new guy that wasn't introduced anywhere else. And we're just going to be racist and say he's a Middle Eastern terrorist that works with Mexicans to kill people. Yeah, he wasn't a really good villain. No, not at all. I mean, and and if we're, if we're going a little bit in the spoiler territory when they, uh, with the price reveal, like, you know, that he's kind of a bad guy less so in this version than the originals um and then what's what's his uh like henchman guy's name again forgot graves do you mean uh shepherd no oh yeah i did mean shepherd i didn't mean price uh shepherd and uh was his uh graves. graves i liked graves's development in this version until the end because that boss fight was so ridiculous i, hated I thought it. he was a really good character and then he spontaneously is like I'm a murder children. Yeah. Well, I'm gosh, but I mean, yeah, that was terrible. And then the the ending when you kill him, it's literally he steals a tank and chases you around an open area <laughs> in circles. In circles. It was I laughed out loud during 
was <laughs> like, wait, what? I was like, and wait. You have to hit him with four C4 bricks. Four, not three. Four. Oh, I see four bricks. Um, at first, when it started, I'm like, okay, he's not in the tank, right? Like, that's just like a henchman he sent out, and then you're going to like find him. It's like, no, no, he is actively circling you with a tank, waiting for you to kill him. And the craziest thing to me, too, about this whole thing is normally in movies, TV shows, video games, when you defeat a boss, there's some sort of cutscene to add emotion to this. And in this, it's just the tank blew up. Okay, cut to black. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's also um, some critique of the campaign is that the main characters just really are... They don't really show much emotion at all throughout the entire thing. Like, there's no... It seems in their eyes that there aren't any stakes at all besides, like, oh, we can't lose. I thought the stakes in this game were really low compared to how high they felt at the end of the previous game yeah yeah but in the previous game there was a nuke in play and now there's no longer a nuke in play now they're just missiles right like yep, they're, they're just not even missiles nukes. yeah and in the previous modern warfare 2 there were multiple nukes in play <laughs> yeah well we'll see if they do end up Either A, which we will deep dive next week because I don't want to talk about this game too much longer right now. Um, if they either do that huge campaign expansion, which is like basically the 2023 Call of Duty, or if they wait to talk about this story aspect until like Modern Warfare 3, however many years down the road that is. The whole no Russian setup at the end of this game has some really big implications that I don't know if they're making the right call. <laughs> they're basically i don't know for context if you know no russian was um it was a huge massacre at an airport in the original modern warfare 2 and in this version they're kind of setting it up to be this video games version of 9-11 and yeah i don't know i don't know if that's smart but i'm curious to see where it goes we'll uh, see where it goes yeah. uh but in regards to multiplayer yes multiplayer let's quickly talk about that sure all right my takes uh it i think it slaps i think the ui is horrendous maps agreed overall i actually like i just wish there were more of them um yeah, there are a few duds but i mean i don't know i think there are enough play styles where i'm not i don't back out instantly from any map anymore um and the game modes are fine i don't know there are plenty of small complaints, but just like every single year. That's my take. Very basic, simple. What about you? Right now, I wouldn't I, I really like the gunplay. Yes. Um I definitely think they could tweak the time to kill a little bit. It might be a little too quick, but I've gotten used to it and it doesn't seem terrible. I think time to die is where they really need to fix it because I get killed by a lot of super bullets, which is um, like the equivalent of you getting like the guy shot five bullets at you and all five register in the exact same frame on your screen. Oh, hmm. so you just spontaneously drop dead like and then to you, it feels like you got hit with one bullet. But in actuality, you got shot five times. Gotcha. Um, but that's a critique I've had for Call of Duty is going back a really long time. Um, 
I just feel like they're a little worse in this game because of how fast the time to kill is. Yeah. Um, I really hate the footsteps in this game because I've had so many kill cams where I was trying to go as quietly as humanly possible and the person could clearly hear me through a wall and just followed me through the wall and shot me hmm. or knew I was trying to sneak up on them. You have dead and I've silence. I've seen final kill cams that are like that too. Pardon? Got to put dead silence on, man. I don't have it unlocked. Oh, <laughs> cuz you get it at level 50 something. Come on, man. You, you they they have the default uh I think one of the default perk settings has it. It's a field upgrade in this game. Well, yeah, but uh when the perk settings have the field upgrades attached, don't they? No, no? it's a different system i mean there's a default class yes that has okay dead silence on it well there you go man if you if you're worried about the footsteps you know <laughs> um but i think they need to tone down the footsteps a little bit yeah yeah i think it's better uh, than 2018 is that the last one that doesn't sound right 2019. 2019 uh i think the footsteps are better than 2019 but they still have a long way to go and then for the most part, I don't think I hate any particular map outright. It's just some of the maps I don't think play very well outside of objective game modes like Domination or Hardpoint. Mm. Um, like some of the maps play awesome regardless of what game mode you're playing on. And then some maps feel like complete dog crap if you don't play them on hard point or domination yeah like um tarak is horrible on kill confirmed and tdm yeah which which to say it, it does i i agree with you there it does feel like they very clearly built every single map for the objective based game modes which i don't know yeah it has its pluses and minuses but it it does seem like when you play the specific modes on them that it, they work great which, you know, it's interesting because I feel like some games it's definitely been more built towards TDM and then they just kind of throw the game modes on top of it, you know? Um, yeah, I kind of miss what they used to do, though. And there would actually be some maps that weren't in all of the game mode rotations. Uh, yeah, that's true. Like, um, Oh, this map will play terrible on this game mode, so we just won't have it in this rotate map rotation. Yeah. But if you change to from TDM to domination, oh, now you'll see this game mode. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Well, we'll talk about Modern Warfare 2 a little bit more next week as there was some news about this the future of the game. But Yeah. But yeah, but also season one will start. Exactly. We could talk a little bit about season one as well. And um, all of that comes with that. Connor, I think it's time, though, that we move on to the main course. Of course, of course. Of course. And just like every week, Connor, we are going to start with Beard to Table. And now it's time for Beard to Table, the show where I dine and review straight from my table to you. Enjoy. And we are back. But I heard I overheard some things. Connor, you have some complaints about Mr. Henley's job performance? He I wa- I stuck my head into my bedroom 
to get an update on the mouse situation, mm-hmm. and I didn't see Henley. What? I didn't see him. And then I saw a movement out of the corner of my eye, and I saw his fluffy butt start emerging from underneath the bed. He was taking a nap? He took a nap. That little little bugger. He took a nap on company time. Dang. Wow. Well, we'll forgive him this one time. Final notice. But uh, last episode, I started with my bearded table first, so I think it's only fair that you start this time. I was gonna say, I was gonna lead up with, I'll just do it again, but no. <laughs> I'll do it again. I'll do it again. Okay, so Morgan, we're we're in the uh, tail tailwind of a new Call of Duty game, right? Uh, that is true. We are. We are. And I mean, what's more uh, Call of Duty than Mountain Dew and Doritos? I completely agree with you, my friend. Well, what if I told you that I'm just going to let you have this one is because I don't think what I brought is really fall-themed. Ah, uh, that's all right. But it does sound like Doritos. That's right, sir. All right. And what special Doritos did you bring? Tangy Tamarind. Really? Yep. And Henley you fa- confirmed. Where did you find these? the grocery store they're everywhere what yeah they're in a big yellow bag i need to look these up they're in a big yellow bag okay yep and on the back it says spicy sour zing huh i'm intrigued yeah i've had tamarind soda i don't even know if i'm pronouncing that word right no but nothing about that soda would make me think it sounds good on a chip. Yeah, that's um certainly interesting. Um, but yeah. I also stopped at the gas station on my way home today. Uh huh. And I I was really craving a soda, and I ended up getting a bottle of Voodoo. I know you've tried this. Yes, but I didn't. I didn't. Did I try it on the podcast? You didn't. I didn't. You specifically okay. said next week we're gonna do this on the pod. And it never happened. Oh, because I got peer pressured. Oh, let me tell this story, okay? So, <laughs> so what happened was that next week, we Kristen and I went to the grocery store. Um, we got a ton of stuff, and I found a bottle of Voodoo, and we were checking out, right? And our cashier was a bit talkative. He is friendly, whatever. And he got to the bottle of Voodoo, told me um, that it was really interesting and unique. And he wanted my opinions on it. So he peer pressured me into opening it then and there and drinking it. (laughs) And I wasn't just, I don't know. I wasn't in the mood to really fight him on this. So I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. (laughs) So I'll be honest. I didn't fight back too hard. But (laughs) Well, folks, we found out how easy it is to uh, get Morgan to do things. No, no, stop. Uh, But I did already try voodoo. Uh, So, Connor... I want to hear your opinion on these foods. First, you want to tell us what the voodoo looks like since you already told us about the Doritos? Well, if you were to take a jar of ectoplasm and bottle it, (laughs) I mean, it's not quite as green as I might have expected, but it does look like something a ghost left slathering everywhere. (laughs) Gross. Holy cannoli, there's 72 grams of sugar in this bottle. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> oh no. Um, are you trying that first? I mean, what would you rather I try the? Oh, I don't mind. Know? I was just wondering. But yeah, we've we've got a clear bottle, a white liquid, and an orange label. Yeah. And is this the fourth time they've had voodoo? I think so. Because there is a four on the bottle. Oh well, then yeah, that sounds right. And I believe this is a mystery flavor. They changed it every year. They yes, they have. So I'm not sure what it tastes like. I I think they've announced it at this point, but I haven't bothered to look. Ooh, I what if I told you I know what it tastes like? Well. I'm gonna have to try it and guess before you confirm me right or wrong. And it tastes like no, I'm kidding. All right, yeah, you, you go. Well, I guess I'll crack it open since we're talking about it. <laughs> What's it smell like? Oh, that. Sorry, I, I didn't realize that the open didn't happen yet. Um, it's a familiar fruit smell, but I can't place it. Okay, okay. It's definitely something I've smelled before. Either in another bottle of Mountain Dew or somewhere else in my life. Hmm. It, I can't place the smell, though. It definitely smells fruity. Guess I'm gonna put it in my mouth now. Ayo. Huh. I can't really make anything out in this. Really? It kind of just tastes like essence of fruit in my mouth. You sure? Yeah. Well, okay. So what I got from it was blue raspberry. That very fake artificial blue oh, raspberry. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I don't know what, how I feel about it. Uh, I believe I still have a third of the bottle in my fridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now that you say it, that is the smell of artificial blue raspberry, and it tastes like an artificial blue raspberry. Well, there you go. Which, by definition, blue raspberry has to... Yeah, Henley. Go get that mouse. Get out of here. Yeah, go do your job, Yo. Henley. You bum. <laughs> Which is funny because while I like the taste of blue raspberry, I stand on the soapbox of I refuse to acknowledge it because real raspberries aren't blue. <laughs> Why do raspberries have to be blue? Because they're extreme. Why can't we just have normal artificial raspberry flavor? Because those wouldn't be extreme. All right, all right. Uh, okay, okay. Two things. What would you rank them? What would you rank it? I mean, it tastes exactly like an artificial blue raspberry. Would you recommend that? I think if they made a blue raspberry Mountain Dew, okay, fine. I know what to expect. Yeah. 
if I open a bottle of Voodoo, I don't know to expect that. Because, I mean, Blue Raspberry has, like, its own distinct taste. Like, you puck your lips expecting that distinct Blue Raspberry flavor. Yeah. But I feel like sucking on it without expecting it makes it taste different, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. It's like Crystal it's- Pepsi. Sure, bit. I I haven't had Crystal Pepsi enough to be able to test that. It was just, it's just bizarre drinking a queer Pepsi that tastes exactly like normal Pepsi, and being like, "What? What is this beverage?" Um, cool. All right, what about let's get let's get into those Doritos. Yeah, I don't know what to expect from these. Oh, that is a smell. Uh, smell like tamarind. I don't know what tamarind smells like to begin with because I've only had it in soda form. Sure, I was like, I also right have now, no but idea. it smells like peppers. Okay, like it smells like a spice cabinet. <laughs> cool. <laughs> and the chips are this deep, deep color. They're almost a reddish brown. Okay. Oh, that burns. It burns? It's got a burn to it. It's got a burn. So, like, what type of heat is that? Or are you just talking, like, a spice overload? It actually tastes like there's spice, like, heat to it. Like, a mild buffalo wing huh but then it's also got like a fruity sourness to it okay so it's like a spicy citrus sure do you like it i don't know it almost tastes like a spicy lime tostito Oh, yeah. I don't know if this is for me. Yeah. Hmm. I I think if they did it without the spice, I'd like it more. Or without the heat. Does tamarind normally have heat to it? I have no idea. Because I've had it in soda form and it didn't have... It wasn't spicy. Hmm. The only spicy... Speaking of... Mountain Dew. The only spicy thing I've ever had was flaming hot Mountain Dew, and that made me want to die. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm so glad I never tried it. Um. <laughs> but I don't know if I like the. I don't personally like this. Um, I'm sure there's people out there who this is. This was made for them. Yeah. But. Well, my tongue feels funny now. <laughs> Well, you're a true gamer. I'm assuming the second we're done with this, it's right back to Call of Duty. Um, perhaps. Perhaps, bro. What if I told you, Connor, that I also brought a Mountain Dew? Nice. What, what'd you bring? Um, the, oh, Is it the Fruit Quake? It is Fruit Quake. I was going to do this when I found it. Yes. Um, Yay! So for those who don't know, Fruit Quake Mountain Dew is a fruit... Uh, 
It's Mountain Dew with a blast of artificial fruitcake flavoring. Uh, the bottle, like the label on it, is nice, like um, mustard yellow with the bright dew red. And then the fruitcake is in our classic Christmas green and uh, green and red colors. Um, it looks disgusting. The red flavor of this beverage, it's like, it's even different in the light. It's almost like if you got um, uh, Hawaiian Punch and watered it down. So it's like between a red, orange, and a brown, depending on what light you look into it with. It's got how how much um how much sugar did you say was in that last Mountain Dew? Seventy two grams. This has the exact same amount. Look at that consistency. Which is terrifying because I remember back when it was in the forties. Yep. Um, well, which means they're just pumping more and more in there. You think I should crack this bad boy open? Crack that bad girl open. Oh, oh goodness. We're gendering these now. Wow. Okay. Well, here we go. Okay, let me smell this. Um, hmm. Uh, it smells like sugar. It smells like Kool-Aid. It smells like Kool-Aid. What type of Kool-Aid? Oh, uh, like red. Like, it just smells like classic Kool-Aid. Wow. It smells like so much sugar. Oh, my goodness. All right, well, down the hatch. Hmm. All right, one more sip here until I formulate a little bit of an opinion. You know what this tastes like, Connor? A fruitcake? No, maybe. I, I don't really mess around with fruitcake too much. Um, it tastes to me like if you took Code Red... And bittered it up slightly with some herbs. I kind of really like this. <laughs> I was so scared. And I actually think I'd recommend this. I would not drink more than a single bottle of this. I don't even think I'll finish this bottle. Because it's. I already feel like I have too much sugar in my bloodstream. <laughs> but... I really enjoyed the taste. Yeah, look at that. Pretty happy with it. Um, yeah, I would recommend that for sure. Uh, go definitely go try that out, Connor. You might you might thoroughly enjoy that one. My bottle contains one hundred forty four percent of your recommended daily value of sugar. One forty four, you say? So does mine. Dang, it's boring. I they're probably identical. It's so sad. Um. There is a message on it. I don't know. You can maybe confirm this on your bottle. So under the big Mountain Dew logo, like the front of it. Wait, is that where it is? No, uh, the nutrition facts. Under the nutrition facts on the very bottom of the label, there's a little sentence that says we're here to help. Uh-huh. Is that on yours? Yeah, mountaindew.com or a phone number. Okay, lame. Sounds Please more like recycle. customer service and recycling. I was wondering if because it was a holiday flavor, it was like a kind of suicide hotline thing. 
<laughs> um, but clearly that is not the case. Uh, I thought they would have maybe done something nicer controversial there uh yeah i call i drank a <laughs> bottle of red hot mountain dew and i want to die well i thought no i thought it was more like you know like holidays bring depression and dark times for some people and they're like we have people to talk to about that stuff when you get your this is the time of quake. year i'm the saddest and your fruit quake didn't make me happy inside so yeah. you have to make me happy now because it's your fault well yeah yeah you know uh, they're putting a lot on their plates mountain dew good for them good for pepsico <laughs> well connor i think it's time <laughs> that we move on to rapid fire. rapid fire and you watched a new star wars thing that's not grogu and the dust bunnies how dare you ask me questions uh, that wasn't a question. That was a statement, sir. Get your facts Carl, straight. How dare you make random statements? About Never. What I may or may not have done. Okay, now I have a question. Did you watch um, Tales of the Jedi on Disney Plus? Oh, how likely it is of you to ask me questions. <laughs> Are you gonna answer my question? Oh, so you're just gonna follow up your question with another question? If you don't keep answering my questions, yes. Gosh, that's so typical of this segment. So, yes, I did. I did. I watched the whole thing on day one. I did it. Wow. All right. First question. Did you enjoy it? Yes. All right. Second question. Are there any familiar uh, characters in it? Yes. Okay. Third question. Does this take place over different eras or is it set in a specific time? The whole thing technically is prequel. Okay. Well, okay, like prequel era. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Uh, next question. What is the format of this? Is it an anthology series? Is it like, so like a ton of one-offs? Are they related somehow? Tis an anthology. Tis an anthology. Now, is this like Visions where it's different art styles each episode? Nope. The whole thing is animated in the Clone Wars style. Interesting. Uh, hmm. What's um? What was the overarching plot of your favorite episode? I'm not gonna give you a specific episode. Oh, okay. Because the structure of this anthology series is there was three episodes dedicated to Ahsoka. Oh, Anakin's apprentice, but. The other three were dedicated to my favorite underdeveloped character, Dooku. Oh, neat. Okay. so Showing him before he became a Sith Lord. Which one of those did you like more? Like, which three-episode three arc? The Dooku ones are easy. Because you're comparing, to use soda, you're comparing Coca-Cola to Diet Store brand. Hmm. Dang. That hard on Ahsoka, huh? Not necessarily that hard, but in regards to what those episodes contribute to Star Wars lore as a whole, because there's been entire TV shows that already looked at Ahsoka as a character. Yeah. There's been nothing but books, the overwhelming majority of which are no longer canon for Count Dooku. Very true. Yeah. 
So, okay. Other characters return, like, in these episodes? Qui-Gon Jinn. Okay. Uh, is is he still voiced by Liam Neeson? You bet your bottom dollar. Okay, that might be worth it in general. Okay, cool. And so, who is vo- voicing Ahsoka here? Is it Rosario Dawson, or...? It is the woman who played Ahsoka in the animated stuff. I oh. believe her name's Ashley something. Okay, so they're kind of just being really inconsistent with Ahsoka. That's interesting. I mean, consistent, I guess, with the animated, but like with current Star Wars canon, that's neat. Uh, are these considered canon? Yep. Okay. Anything that Disney makes, is, at least in regards to TV shows, is canon. So when it comes to books, it's hit or miss. So do you think Grogu and the Dust Bunnies is canon? I mean, sure, why not? Well, like, <laughs> not like anything significant happened. Well, they Grogu looked cute. Well, the Dust Bunnies were clearly alive. That was weird. Are they a, like a new species in the Star Wars universe? They could be, or it could have been a Force vision. <laughs> and I want to know the timeline of that. Like, when does that take? Please, oh my goodness! I know that's not talking about uh, Tales of the Jedi, but I, I just have so many questions now. Uh, it's possible it happens after season, or sorry, the Book of Boba Fett. That's true. Um, yeah, it could. Yeah, what if it leads in from that? Like, it just swaps animation styles, like mid short into the new season. Whoa. Um. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um. Hmm. Do you like this more or less than recent Star Wars output? Well, uh, what what's recent Star Wars output? I mean, been besides I mean, other than Andor. I was like, besides Andor. Uh, I mean, it, it, it were recent. I guess like the the last few Disney years. So we're talking like. Uh, Rise of Skywalker, we're talking like Visions, um, uh, um, Solo, no, not Solo, gosh, what am I talking about? Um, you know what I'm talking about, Kenobi, uh, Book of Boba Fett, all that good stuff. I really, really liked the episodes with Dooku. Yeah. They were awesome. If they somehow were able to use that as a backdoor into an actual prequel series revolving Dooku. That would easily make that my favorite thing that's been on Disney's done Star Wars wise. Yeah. But I would say so far, my favorite thing Star Wars has done in order would have been Rogue One, Mm -hmm. Kenobi, followed by this show. Gotcha. All right. And then the Mandalorian. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, would you recommend that I check it out? Yes. Cool. All right. Well, then I am sold. Connor, thank you for bringing up some Star Wars this week. I think it is time to continue on, march forward to rankings. All right. Classic lunchroom debate, Connor. Way back in the day. Uh, we we have our PS2s at home, right? Talking about all the lists of all the awesome games we have and play. 
Well, this week, we need to talk about our top 10 PS2 games. Does that sound good to you? Sure, but why are we doing this? Um, I don't really remember why you wanted to do this. Well, it could be because another company in general decided to be ambitious with another list. Another company in I I don't know what you're talking about. That's why I'm at... Well, GameSpot made their personal list of the top oh. 10 PlayStation 2 games of all time. Should I, I'm glad. Should I be happy I didn't look at their list before doing this? Like, should I look at it after? I mean, I'm pulling it up right now so that I can list off their garbage list. Why don't let's list off their garbage list after our list? Um, I I'm sure there's some overlap, and then I also, to be fair, did not put on games I didn't play on the PS2. I wanted to be genuine. I didn't want to just be like, well, I've played this game since on this other device or whatever. Uh, I, I, I didn't hold you to that standard. So if that's not the case for you, that's totally fine. But that is how I did it. Do you have any honorable mentions to start? Nope. Cool. Uh, I, I put two on real quick. I did Grand Theft Auto Vice City. And MVP Baseball 2005, which I think is the best sports game of all time. Like, traditional sports game. But, let's go. Uh, How do we want to do this? Back and forth? We can do back and forth. Cool. All right. What's your number 10? My number 10? You might slap me in the face for saying this. But I'm counting this as a game. Okay. Because I'm counting this as a selling point on the PlayStation 2 as a console concept in general. Okay, it seems like you're walking on eggshells already. And my number 10 pick Uh is almost the entire PlayStation 1 game library. You can pick a game? I'm not picking a game in general. I'm just picking an entire console's worth of games minus like five that aren't compatible. So you're you're picking a feature, which is backwards compatibility. Yep. All right, you could have really used that as an honorable mention, my dude. Nope, you're getting that as a game. Okay, wow. All right, my number 10 is an actual game. Uh, It's Cell Damage. You ever play that one? Never even heard of it. It's like this animated, uh, I wouldn't even say it's a kart racer because you're not racing. It's like a kind of like a twisted metal-y but very cartoony game where you're in like cell-shaded levels and you pick up like these goofy weapons. Like some of them might be like, one of those like boxing gloves like on a um extender thing you know like things like that it is real fun all right what's your number nine red dead revolver oh you you actually played red dead revolver i have a disc for it wow. in my bedroom okay nice it's the game that rockstar made years and years and years ago it's essentially kind of like an arcade shooter Set in the wild, wild waste. But guess what? What? This is the game that Red Dead, or sorry, Red Dead Redemption spawned off of. What? That's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. Well, Connor, I'll take your one Rockstar game and I'll raise you another one. My number nine is Midnight Club 3 Dub Edition. You ever play Midnight Club? No, but you just pulled out a wild flex. Why is, why is that a wild flex? Oh, just because that's not a game that normally pops up on 
top 10. Oh, list. yeah. I feel like I got a few on there, maybe. I don't know. That might be the only one that... Or Cell Damage, too. But, um, yeah, it's just a great racing game. It's like a street racing game. Um, and it's Rockstar. It's pretty good driving. It's back when they, like, cared more about their driving mechanics. I mean, obviously, it's a driving game. But, yeah, might not be my last type of racing game on the list but it is my last pure racing game at least with cars okay what's your number eight connor well i've got star wars bounty hunter oh okay it's the video game tie into episode two two you're jango fett going off proving to count dooku you're an ideal specimen for cloning uh-huh <laughs> dude i hate attack of the clones so much um cool <laughs> i haven't played that game though should i play it it's good okay i uh, have it you can borrow it okay you want to mail it to me you have to send me your mailing address yeah of course i would i could trade you a game i'll show you my library um Cool. My number eight is going to be Ratchet and Clank Up Your Arsenal. It's a great Ratchet and Clank game. What are you trying to put up my arsehole? <laughs> no, Arsenal, Connor. We're a PG podcast here. Ah, it's just a great Ra- Ratchet and Clank game. Might be one of, one of if not the best, PS2 version. Uh, just a very fun game. A bunch of wacky guns. Uh, it's good, good, good stuff. Your number seven, sir. Star Wars Episode Three. Uh huh. I know. Another Star Wars game. I'm starting to see a trend here. But this game's got solid gameplay. Yeah, I heard this game it's... was like ten times better than the movie. Dude, come on! It's the it's like the best Star Wars movie. Oh, of the prequels, yeah. The gameplay is awesome. It's tricky and tough. It requires you to actually be good nice the combat's really awesome i haven't played it but the um pvp is awesome <laughs> um isn't there like a alternate ending or something yes there is an alternate ending to the game if you so choose that way yeah what do you remember what it is so anakin beats obi-wan in the duel on mustafar that's wild and darth sidious shows up to be like congratulations you won here's your red sith blade and then anakin does this crazy uh flourish and stabs the emperor with it and then declares in his whiny anakin hated christensen voice now the galaxy's mine oh my goodness that's great though see look at the risks this game was taken back then beautiful stuff my seven is Jack 2, the sequel to Jack and Daxer, the Precursor Legacy. I believe that was the name of the first game. Great game. Uh, they made it open world because the first one was just a nice, uh, cute little three platformer e like open area esque game. This is full open world. Great, great time. Gameplay is very fun. It was still. The tone of it was slightly darker, but still not ridiculous, like Jack 3. And yeah, it was a great time. 
Number six, Connor? The first God of War game. Ooh. What, what any thoughts on it? Cool destinations, cool gameplay, cool story. Cool. Cool, cool, and cool. I never played the God of War games on the PS2, which is why they're not on my list, but they probably would have been if I played them back then, to be fair. My number six, and I think you're going to see a trend a little bit here going forward, maybe, uh, is Guitar Hero 2. Absolutely loved it. No, not three. I think two is way better than three. In my personal opinion... Two is way better. I mean, obviously, three just has more mechanical upgrades and things like that. I think two is like the perfect form of Guitar Hero. Um, but yeah, I guess that's a hot take. Connor, what's your number five? Spider Man 2. Ooh, okay. I know Spider Man 1 was really cool because at the once you beat the game, you could play through the game again as the Green Goblin. Mm hmm. But Spider-Man 2 just perfected the gameplay. Oh, 100%. It's so good. Being able to swing through the city and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, is this do you is this the favorite your favorite Spider-Man game you've played? Seeing as how I haven't been able to play the new one. Well, that's why I ask that. Like, do you have any other Spider-Man games you prefer over this or is this your top top one? There are so many Spider-Man games. I mean, I have all three of the Tobey Maguire movie tie-in ones. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's but definitely two's my favorite. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Cool. My number five is SSX Tricky. It's tricky, 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 tricky. Love this game. Love pulling off tricks on my snowboard, being all cool. It's such a great split-screen kind of racing game, kind of chaos. It's so fun so so fun uh you oh yeah i got i remember i got i bought rebought a ps2 in college and got ssx tricky i remember the summer that i stayed over there i think that's the summer i worked at taco bell um we had booted up in the lobby every night and we'd play some ssx tricky and it got tricky 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 uh what's your number four connor gun gun wow this is an awesome rpg cowboy rpg before red dead redemption yeah Never. really cool game i really really hope that someday this game gets either a remaster or a remake because it's just a really good game and there's not a lot of cowboy rpg games out there there's just there's really just red dead redemption and for action style cowboy games, there's Call of Juarez. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Yeah, I we need. I would love a remaster or a remake because I'd love to play this game. The podcast has spoken. We want more cowboy games and we want more pirate games. I, I don't want more pirate games. I want more pirate games. They're all mid. Gosh, dang it! I want a good pirate game that isn't. Pirates of the Caribbean because oh my gosh some of those are really bad. But don't worry, Skull and Bones is coming out soon. <laughs> really? Is it coming soon? Uh, probably not. Moving on, <laughs> my number four is Burnout Revenge. Now I didn't want to put more than one game in a franchise on my list for myself personally, and I wrestled very hard between Burnout Three and Burnout Revenge. 
Sorry, Burnout 3 Takedown and Burnout Revenge. But I think Burnout Revenge just does everything in 3 slightly better. Uh, one, it's an amazing racing game. But also, it's just crazy arcade uh, madness. Uh, the modes where your goal is strictly to cause car accidents and pileups is so fun. Um, it's just such a great game. Which reminds me, I have it on my PS2 and maybe I'll bust it out this week. But yeah. Actually, no, I have Burnout 3. I don't believe I have Takedown with me here. Um, yeah, what's your number three, Connor? So, my number three is my way of one-upping the original list we're making fun of. Ooh. Because, should I just say it? Yeah, whatever. The number one pick on the alternative list was uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Okay. And... The thing this whoever made this list slept on is the fact that San Andreas isn't the best-selling PlayStation 2 game of all time. It's the GTA trilogy that included San Andreas that was the best-selling PS2 game. Okay, but that's not a game; it's a collection. So I hope that's, that's not true. But as far list. as the cash register is concerned, it's one individual game, and that's why I'm considering. My number three is the GTA trilogy, which includes GTA San Andreas, Vice City, and GTA 3. Well, fine. That slightly uh, changes my number one, but we'll get to it when we get to it. That one-ups their pick, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Because you, why settle for one game when you have three and, and one? And get it? One-up? Like like video game references? <laughs> uh, also, are you going to really talk about one-upping by having three games? Connor, your, your number 10 pick was literally like 100-something games a hundred something yes that's a there was a hundred something games on that console yes i don't think there were thousands so it's probably closer to the hundreds i don't know i'm gonna fact check this real quick. no it's probably something like four four hundred something i'm fact checking this how i'm also looking let's see who can get it first how well if my keyboard would work how many ps1 games are there um 3061 wow goodness gracious i was super wrong so you picked 3051 games okay 61 61 for your but there's only like five of them that aren't compatible with the playstation 2 okay well still way too many games for your number 10 pick that's okay my number three connor is the game you already mentioned it's spider-man 2 love spider-man 2 i loved um this was back when movie tie-ins were uh, more willing to go off the walls, too. You know, like, the overarching plot of the game was Spider-Man 2, like the Tobey Maguire movie. However, there were a ton of villains that weren't in the movie and a ton of different side plots that were actually entertaining. For instance, the Mysterio one was actually really good in this game. Uh, there were some great uh, side missions that involved a ton of shenanigans there. Uh, big, big fan. Connor, your number two? My number two, sir, mm -hmm. and you might pull your hair out on the, me for this. Oh, no. But it's the Mega Man X collection. Okay. Whatever. Because they took all the Mega Man X games and they put them on one disc. Uh-huh. Um, if you had to pick a Mega Man X game, if you're going to be honest for this, uh, which game would it be? Hmm... Hmm, X2 is really cool. Um, 
storyline where you're rebuilding zero and it's really cool because you can kind of choose the way you do the game because mm-hmm. if you don't save zero's body from the people who are rebuilding it it will uh it'll completely change the final boss fight that's pretty cool mega man x is pretty sweet series so i'm not mad i'm mad my number two, Connor, because I, I originally was doing this list in good faith, um, is GTA San Andreas. Um, yeah. What do you mean by good faith? I didn't pick the whole trilogy. I wasn't, I wasn't being lazy. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, I I think this is the best of the uh, PS2 uh, Grand Theft Auto individual games. Uh, I guess the argument would be the collection is better, yes, because it contains the three. But if we're talking about a game, uh, I'd pick this one for sure. It's just, it's so fun. The RPG mechanics were ridiculous and silly. There's the whole controversy with the hot coffee mod, which is ridiculous and funny. Um, All the characters are just super fun. It's great. There's a lot of memes from this game. There's the whole big hunt. It's just a bunch of good stuff here. All right, drum roll, please. I'm really upset my number one wasn't on their game list. Really? Your number one wasn't? I don't think mine... I haven't checked their list, but I don't think mine is either. And my number one mm-hmm. is Shadow of the Colossus. It wasn't on their list? It's on. It's usually it number one on, on their, their list. list. Really? Wow. Um, this game isn't for me, but I see why it's so amazing for people. So I'm really happy for you. What What are your thoughts on the game? I want I want to hear your praise. I mean, the boss fights are so cool. They're really cool. To imagine how big these monsters you're fighting are, I, I honestly they, I shouldn't even call them monsters because the game's story is actually well, you're the monster monsters yeah. the whole time, but um they're huge they're really big some might say they're colossal some of these things are some of these creatures are so big like i can't even begin to imagine like a old console could render them properly oh yeah yet the playstation 2 manages it like what an impressive feat the game looks good oh yeah all these years later team ico is amazing i mean i know the last guardian was kind of a flop but um, Shadow of the Colossus, incredible game. Just not for me, but I can acknowledge the beauty of it and how important it is. All right, my number one, Connor. I was going to pick a game, but I copped out uh, based on your list. Uh, and it is the Sly Cooper trilogy, the original trilogy, one, two, and three. Sly Cooper uh, is one of my favorite series of all time. Uh a lot of people would say number two is probably the best. Uh, I really like the platforming of the first one. I think going back to them, which I did uh, last month, uh, just kind of spoke to be more of that not being open world and just kind of being area to area. They could kind of harness that a bit more. Um, but I think I had the most fun with the third one overall because that's when I remember getting brand new when it came out as a kid and just being super hyped. Came with 3D glasses, Connor. You could play 3D on your TV. It's real cool. It had the blue and red 3D glasses. It's glorious. It had it had prompts on your TV like "Put on your glasses now." It's good stuff. Yeah, it's my uh, number one. All right, you want to pull out their list and let's ring through it? 
Sure, I am pulling it up right now. All right. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, San Andreas wasn't their number one pick. Ah, oh. came over me, but it is on their list. Okay. All right, so their number ten is Resident Evil Four, which I didn't play on PS2. That's why it wasn't on my list. Probably would be. Okay. Nine is Dragon Quest Eight. Okay, some good weeb stuff. Seven is GTA San Andreas. Mm, okay, okay. Six, Kingdom Hearts. Okay, more weeb stuff. Five is Metal Gear Solid. Fair. Also didn't play it on the PS2. Next is Persona 4. Weeb stuff, cool. God of War 2. Cool, nice. Guitar Hero 3. Okay, okay. Silent Hill 2. Fair, very fair pick that I also didn't play on the system. And their final pick is Final Fantasy X. Ah, oh, more weeb stuff. Great. That's a weeby list. Look at that. I mean, most of those are great games. Or, I mean, all of them kind of are. But, yeah, I like our list better. I think they have more heart in them. They're more original. Took a few more risks. I like your list, Connor. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. I think it's time to move on to some Half-Baked. Come on. Hurry up. It's taking forever. Ooh, I know. Finally. What do you got prepped for me this week, Connor? Well, Morgan, we like to think we're food-based, right? I, I, I think so. I'm hashtag-based when it comes to food. And... You know, there is a group of people you you might call based when it comes to food. Yeah, okay. You want to guess what they are? Um, uh, Critics? Not critics. Think of this more from a dietary standpoint. Chefs? From a dietary standpoint. From a dietary standpoint. Nutritionists? Vegans. That's that's where I was going with vegans. I don't think that was... Okay, okay. So the whole plan for this is I'm going to list off a famous person. Okay. And you're going to tell me whether they're a vegan or not. <laughs> uh, are you going to say active vegan or like like were they were known as a vegan at some point? As far as I'm aware, this is either they were vegans at some point in their life. Sure. That makes it easier. Okay. When they died. Okay. If they died. Oh, hint. Okay. But for the most part, I think everyone on here is an active vegan. Okay. Oh, everyone is? Sweet. I got it. No, I I know what you meant. I know what you meant. (laughs) Okay, bring it on. All right. Very first person. Polly Shore. Polly Shore. I would immediately go to not a vegan, but I think this is a quick whiplash at the beginning. I'm going to go vegan. Incorrect. Ah, Dang it. Should have gone with my gut. Tom Holland. Not a vegan. Correct. Yeah. Andrew Garfield. I could see Garfield being a vegan. Is he a vegan? Yes. He is not a vegan. Oh my gosh. Tommy McGuire. No. Come on. He's too thick to be a vegan. He's a vegan. What? Toby. Okay. Steve Carell. Steve Carell. I'm going to say no, 
but I think he's heavy into the fitness life now. Steve Carell is not a vegan. Let's go. Rain just changed his name Wilson. Um. Goodness, he just changed his name. Yeah, this was in the news. He changed his name to like Rain. The Environment Wilson. Oh, that's that's something cool. Okay. Um. Hmm. I'm gonna say vegan because that would surprise me. Correct. Okay. Good for him. Phil Collins. Um. Yeah. Sure. He is not a vegan. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Weird Al Yankovic. Weird Al. This is so tough for me. I'm gonna say he is. He is a vegan. Yeah. Meatloaf. Um, it's in the name, bro. Uh, no, I think surprisingly he was a vegan. He was a vegetarian from like 1980 up until like 2000 something. Dang, but and then he became a vegan in like 2018. Let's go. Uh, Woody Harrelson. Woody is not a vegan. He is a vegan. Wow. Okay. Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid. I have no idea. I'm going to say Randy Quaid is not a vegan. Correct. Okay. Dennis Quaid. <laughs> okay. Yes, he is. He is not. Ah, man. All right. Billy Joel. Billy Joel is not a vegan? Correct. Okay. Joel Schumacher. Joel Schumacher. Sure. Joel Schumacher is a vegan. He is not. Okay. Or he was not. I'm just guessing, man. He is since deceased. Yes. Bob Barker. Bob Barker? Uh, No, no way. Correct, because he's a vegetarian. Okay, cool. Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler... I feel like Adam Sandler could have gone through a vegan period, so sure. Incorrect. Andrew Palmer. Uh, yes. Not a vegan. Okay. Died eating meat. Cool. <laughs> Dang. That is pretty cool. I, I want to die that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. Okay. Did you Did you keep track? Nope. Cool. So I did I did something. Okay. Well, <laughs> let's celebrate by eating some meaty desserts. Desserts. I let you go first last time to make your big announcement with the beautiful Freddie and Me, which is uh, now streaming on all your favorite podcasting networks. Beautiful, beautiful writing, Connor. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, beautiful, beautiful voice acting, Morgan. Thank you. It it took a lot out of me, but to to go to step into Freddie's shoes, I feel like I've grown as a person. Uh, this week, Connor, I wanted to elaborate on our story about Elon Musk from earlier, uh, with some examples of the beautiful Twitter verification trolls. Uh, I'm just gonna do two or three quick ones, real here, real quick here. Um, first off, uh, I don't remember the name of the company. There is a huge insulin company, like the big one in the U.S. I saw this one. You saw this one? Yeah. They, there is a fake tweet, a fake verified tweet, uh, announcing that insulin would now be free. 
they had to officially come out and say that's not true and then proceeded to get roasted in the comments about how they're awful for humanity and they should just not be a company anymore so that was that was great and their stock price went down like 15 percent yep which ended up being like six billion dollars or something like that from a single tweet so amazing 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 right there um let's see there's a game freak one that was inappropriate won't really talk about that one <laughs> all right two more the my other uh one that i thought was pretty funny was i think this was the first big one to like highlight the issues with this there's a fake nintendo of america verified account <laughs> that tweeted out a nice animated picture of mario uh flipping the bird <laughs> so good it looks so real <laughs> so so good and then finally this one was a twitter exchange between you know the rapper doja cat connor the pop artist yes <laughs> so doja cat uh, began just changing her name a ton on twitter and it was on christmas yes uh, her name on twitter was christmas and she was trying to get it changed and couldn't so she added uh elon musk multiple times uh publicly on twitter saying yo uh help me get my name off of this i don't want to be christmas anymore and he said, sure, working on it. And then she responded, done, thank you, or something like that. And the new name was Elon Musk. <laughs> so, so good. And her profile pic was that awkward one with him with obvious hair implants. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Good, good stuff. So I love that Elon Musk is getting bullied right now. And I'm curious to see where this goes. But Connor, what's your story this week? See, you decided to drag one tech company. What if I told you I decided this week I'm going to drag another one? Ooh, do tell, do tell. Because Amazon Music has recently redone their service. Oh. So how Amazon Music used to work is you pay your annual Prime subscription. Yep. And they give you access to Amazon Music. If you so choose to pay the extra $15 a month, you get access to their full library of like 10 million songs. Yeah. When you previously had access, well, and then if you had the quote unquote free version, which still was the cost of Prime, you got access to 2 million songs. Oh. Well, what if I told you they decided to essentially rip off Spotify? What? Okay. Go on. So instead of being a service that you pay for, now, if you want to listen to a specific song, you have to shuffle it and hope it comes up. Oh, they did that thing. But on top of that, they did increase the music library. So now everyone has access to the 10 million songs. Oh. Which, that's pretty cool if you're on discovery mode, which is... Did you ever use... um? Pandora? Shoot. I'm trying to remember what this is called for iTunes. It's, um, it essentially make like, you pick a specific song, mm-hmm. and it, iTunes essentially goes through the entire iTunes catalog and makes a playlist for you based completely around that song from an, using an algorithm. Um, I didn't do that on iTunes, but that's basically what Pandora Radio is, which I did use. I'm gonna pull, I'm opening iTunes right now just so I can... I don't think see it what the name would of this feature is. be there anymore, right? iTunes doesn't exist in its previous form. It does on Windows. Oh, 
Gross. And also, I it's called Genius. Ah, okay. Also, I use a archived version of iTunes for um, backwards compatibility for my um, legacy electronics. Gotcha. Like my iPod. Um, so, anywho, that's cool because that essentially has made it so that I can listen to on discovery mode songs I've never heard before. Which is cool because I've actually been able to increase the length of my like playlist by a, f- a few hours. Yeah. Because one thing Amazon Music did that I really liked is they would you could upvote a song and it would make a tailored playlist for you based completely around your liked songs. Mm-hmm. And now you can't listen to your liked songs without a shuffle. Now, what if I told you that if you hit play my likes... And you, it told you it shuffled. Now, what if I told you it didn't actually shuffle? Oh. And instead, okay. it's clearly playing a pre-made um, order. Oh. That's and gross. now you have a finite amount of skips. Yep. That sucks. <laughs> because I don't want to point fingers, but for the last week or so, every time I've tried to play my like playlist, it starts with the first, like, 15 songs in the exact same order they started in the last time I hit play. Yeah. And then it starts shuffling. Hmm. I don't want to point the finger at they got, they are specifically pushing these songs. But But. it's a little suspicious that it magically does that. Yeah. And the fun thing is this afternoon I was in the woods and I hit play because I was doing stuff in the woods and I had my AirPods in. And I thought, oh, wow, this time it started on a song that normally it plays at the very tail end. That's cool. Maybe it actually did shuffle. And then after the second or third song, wow, it magically played the first song it always plays again, followed by the next 10 songs in the exact same order. Yes. So Amazon Music has recently made me very upset. Hmm. Stop listening. <laughs> Stop listening. Um, and drink away your sorrows, but not with alcohol, Connor. Something better. Do you know what that beverage could be? I don't know. I have a bottle of voodoo right in front of me. Definitely not better. <laughs> but maybe there's this little thing called water that you can drink. To stay hydrated, my friend. And with a lot of water comes what a lot of people this election cycle said would be a wave. Portal. Okay, goodbye. I told you that wouldn't work. I could have sworn it would have worked. Where did you learn that spell anyway? Well, I found it in my Aunt Judith stuff after she died. No wonder it didn't work. Dude, let's just go play COD. Alright, whatever. And as she rises from the dead, we must wonder which would throw the author's head. If to annoy was their intention, then their stupidity I must mention. A voice or horse could cause a river to change its course. On this dark and wicked night, we shall at least have some fright. I'm going to thrill you tonight. I bet.
isn't that your Aunt Judith? No! 